Welcome to Click Stop, brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. And now for your hosts, Daniel Powell, Jason Alvey, Alex Coons, and Tyler Spees. Hey everybody, welcome to Clickstoff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking. Just want to let everybody know Clickstoff is brought to you by Trollandtoad.com, world's largest hero clicks retailer. Find hero clicks new and old on Trollandtoad.com and use coupon code Clickstoff for 5% off your hero clicks order. Merchant and pre-order items do not apply. If you like what you're hearing today on Clickstoff, check us out patreon.com forward slash Clickstoff. $5 and above gets entered into our Discord server uh, for HeroClick strategy and tactics discussion. Dollar and uh, $3 get entered into our monthly giveaways. Uh, and I guess all patrons get entered into our monthly giveaways. I did that out of order today, so spicy. Um, so, but yeah, if you like what you hear, we appreciate the support on patreon.com forward slash clickstoff. Uh, and joining me today is... Uh, Sam Powell. Hello, guys. Um, after much, uh, what was I don't know what it would be. Uh, a lot of pressure you received, honey, to uh, um, uh, record another podcast, right? Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of people came to me and said they wanted me back on. So, so here I am. Here you are, and then also. Joining us is Alex flies on the sketchy airline coos. I mean, it, it wasn't sketchy, <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was a nice plane, but it was definitely cheap. So I had to stay in the sketchy part of town. So yeah, they, they dropped Alex off at his door. Yeah. At the end of the runway. I had yep. to... And then last Dodge gunfire. Yeah, well, that could, yeah, you never know about that. <laughs> and then uh, lastly is Azrith took a lightsaber on a plane, Strife. Yep, yep, sure did. No questions asked either. Yeah, it's just a normal thing. I told you, there was a there was a Loki staff right behind us in the security line that didn't even blink an eye. I wish I would have guys, guys, we are actually talking about an actual Star Wars lightsaber here, okay? Yep. yep. Get your minds out of the gutter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good call, good call. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, yeah, they're used to what I call it, peace and justice. Yeah, they're used to that down in Florida, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what we are here for today uh, is to talk about the fun that we had down in Florida at the Champion Clicks event. Um, so... Um, well, I think we, we talked about, we want to talk about what we did before the event, right? So like the champion clicks event was a three day event. It was held at a nice resort down in Florida. Uh, it was on the Disney property, um, which we don't know what that means. Like you literally drive on an interstate, like four lane highway and you enter the Disney complex. And 
it is Disney-fied, right? Like everything has to be to Disney standard. So it was a Hyatt hotel, but um, it was all it was all Disneyed out, right? So it was up to their spec and standard, which was extremely high. Um, for those if you're not familiar with that, so we stayed at a very nice resort hotel, um, and. So Sam and I, I guess we got there first. So we planned on it being a um, extra long trip for us. Um, and we went to Disney for a couple days. Um, went to Magic Kingdom and Epcot and had a blast. And then on that Friday, we didn't play in Prince and Popper and... Um, we just played Battle Royals. So, I guess Sam... Which I think surprised a lot of people. I think that surprised a lot of people that we did not play in Prince and Popper. Uh, I think people kind of assumed, like, oh, Sam Dan's going. Like, they're totally playing. We were like, nope, we're just going to sleep in. <laughs> yeah, and we did. And we, we, slept for, we slept for yeah. 10 hours that night because we were exhausted. Yeah. That makes sense. Plus, you didn't you didn't have your son, so it was kind of like an extra. Hey, let's 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 get some extra good good sleep and a nice comfy bed. Yeah, that's true. The beds were extremely comfortable. I will say that. And, and Daniel can Daniel can attest to this that I am not a person that sleeps in, like regardless of it being weekend and stuff. If it's past like eight o'clock and I'm still in bed, like my day is ruined. So. I'm usually up super early. Hmm. And so for me to sleep in to like 10 o'clock was like kind of a big deal. <laughs> it so. was, it was, um, I, I think I wore you out. So for like, yeah, a, definitely. for those that have been keeping track, you know, as soon as I knew we were going to Florida, um, I have tried my best to do five miles of walking every day. Um, in preparation for the trip and um, that that definitely came into play Sam and I walked 10 miles each day at Disney yeah, that sounds about right yeah yeah it was like 20,000 steps both days um, yeah how was, was the crowd at Magic Kingdom it wasn't terrible mm. um, you know you think It'd be bus- like I was talking to some of my employees and they were saying how you know, Disney's always like super crowded and I'm like yes it was but like how Disney disperses people like when you actually sat back and looked you're like wow there's a lot of people here but when you're actually engaging in the events and the rides you don't really feel it like there's a lot of people there kind of weird yeah like, it being in January is definitely nice for the the crowd like the small yeah. crowds. Well, the weather. I do not know how people go when it's 105 degrees down there. Oh, that like, was last that year. That would be miserable. That would be miserable. Yeah, last year I was at, we went to Disney. It was in July, and uh, it was uh, like 103 degrees the one day. Nightmare. No, thank you. Yeah. No, no thank you. I would rather just yeah. I'd be like, just I'll save my money and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Epcot. Um, Magic Kingdom was good to see. 
just being our first time. I've never been. So it was cool to see all the nostalgia that mm -hmm. everybody, you know, wants to see the castle and stuff. But Epcot was definitely my highlight. A lot of good food in Epcot. A lot of good food. A lot of just, I just like seeing the different countries and all the different like decor and the architecture and stuff like that. It was, that was neat. Like, I probably will never be able to go to like some of those countries in real life. So it was just cool to see like a little mock up one. Did so. you guys get to ride Guardians of the Galaxy Galactic Rewind? No. We did not. We tried. Yeah. We tried. And the thing is, it's like I did a lot of research before we went and I looked at like what, 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 what the rides were because Daniel doesn't really do thrill rides and, you know, I was like, well, Guardians is kind of a thrill ride, but being that we're such big Marvel fans, I'm like, maybe we can make this work. Mm -hmm. And we tried to get in the queue twice, and it immediately filled up. And then just talking to people, they were like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a thrill ride. It's a, it's a roller coaster. Roll it's a roller coaster with a bunch of lights and motion. And so we just took it at the. It was a sign from up above that we were not <laughs> supposed to be in that queue that we, we should just be okay with not writing it and we were on our vacation so that's fair yeah it was we had, we did ride a, quite a bit of rides i think the only ride we did not ride at epcot that we wanted to ride was ratatouille but every time we looked on the the app it was like a two-hour wait i'm like there's no way i'm waiting two hours to ride a ride i have and, heard that ride is very good though yeah, I just I'm not gonna wait that long. Not when I'm there for one day, you know. Yeah. Yep. So. And I think Alex was the next one to get there, right? No, you were. Yeah. Oh, was I? Oh, okay. Yeah, you. Yeah, you, you were. Alex. So. Alex flew in on Friday. You flew in on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I got there Wednesday night. Uh, we had some snafus with our flights. Um. First flight got delayed, which would have made us miss our connecting flight. And then out of nowhere, Southwest is just like, here you go. Here's a direct flight. It's like, oh, cool. Thanks. Um, but yeah, we did Disney Thursday, Friday as well. I did not play in Prince and Popper. I was there with my mom and my girlfriend. Um, we did Hollywood Studios both days because me and my mom are huge Star Wars fans. Um, so we just wanted to be in Galaxy's Edge for as long as possible. And then Sam saying that she didn't want to stand in line for two hours for a ride. Uh, we we rode Rise of the Resistance three times. Each time was at least an hour and a half in line. Um, but that ride is so good. Um, yeah, I got to make a lightsaber um, for my mom's Christmas present. I got her the the droid workshop to make a droid, um, which she was really excited about. And then yeah, just being in. The way they've designed that park um, and that part of the park to where you go through like this underpass and you you like exit it and it feels like you've just transported to another world. Like it's so cool. And then the first time my mom saw the Millennium Falcon in the court in the courtyard, like she got super emotional, which I knew she was going to, um, which my, my mom's the reason I'm a Star Wars fan. So that's why I really wanted to share that with her. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. But so yeah, we did two days at Disney, and and the Hollywood Studios crowd was 
a lot lighter than I expected it to be. I think it was like the the least crowded of the three of the parks. Um, mm-hmm. And so, it being in January, the weather was nice. Like it was like seventy degrees most of the time. Only rained for like an hour or two hours on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turned out really good. Picture my the professional photos that we had done looked, turned out really well. Did you um? Did you give your mom the Chewy card? The I did. I did. She loved it. Yeah. Uh, so funny story for the guys that are listening to the podcast. So Dale and I did not splurge and buy like the the wristband thing. We well, so like, hey, I, up there. I did add it to and our. I did add it to our Apple Watches. And so like Dale tried to add it to our Apple Watches, and we get up there to like get into Epcot the first day, and he goes in to try to tap in, and it's not working. So like, hold on a minute. And this lady's like punching in some numbers and she whips out these cards and she's like, she says, okay, this is Daniel's and he gets, well, I get a Chewbacca. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. I get a Chewbacca one. And then they hand Daniel an Elsa from Frozen. (laughs) And you know what? I have it on my desk now and I display it with pride. I will, I will gladly take my Elsa Disney card. My uh, my mom got my mom got Elsa, uh, my girlfriend got Moana, and then I got Simba for yeah. ours. And then Sam graciously gave me the Chewbacca card to give to my mom because that's my mom's favorite Star Wars character. Yeah, I was just like, what am I gonna do with this? Like, you can just totally have it. <laughs> it's okay. And she was she was super thrilled. But it was just, it was funny because every time we had to like get our cards out for like the lightning lanes, it was like, Dean was like, let me get my Elsa out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gladly. Gladly. Great. Gladly got my, get my Elsa out. Yeah. So. Any I'm day. hoping next next year though for, Gala- for Galaxy's Edge that I can go and have a drink that's not at nine in the morning. The last two times I've been there, my reservations for the cantina were at like nine in the morning. So it's like, well, drinking early. <laughs> hey, it's five o'clock somewhere. That is okay. true. So, oh. you yourself. so what what does the cantina have? Like, does it, is that where you get like the alcoholic drinks, I guess? Yeah. So it's, it's set up just like a Star Wars cantina. So really, really cool thematics. And then they have a very like small menu for like appetite, like, little like appetizer like a charcuterie board or you could get like just i don't even remember what the other option was what, what did you call it what did you call that a charcuterie board it's uh it's, it's a charcuterie board it's, meats and cheeses no it's it's a it's a charcuterie board no no it's a charcuterie board <laughs> a charcuterie charcuterie board it's a shark i think that's a different board <laughs> no it's it's a charcuterie board ah, i have heard it pronounced charcuterie Yes. Listen, guys, you guys are blowing our chances at a sponsorship from uh, HelloFresh. Uh, no, who makes a lot of meats? Uh, Boar's Head. There goes our Boar's Head um, sponsorship. Yeah, well, there goes this, our... this is probably why you don't have Sam Powell on the podcast. <laughs> um, but they had a lot of, that's, yeah, that's where they have a lot of, like, alcoholic drinks as far as them being, like, Star Wars themed. Like, I had a, a Jedi mind trick. I don't even remember what was in it. Um, funny that that kind of works out that way. Uh, my mom had a Bespin Fizz, which they actually put um, 
a little chunk of dry ice at the bottom of the glass um, so that the the drink actually bubbles. Uh, and I don't remember what my girlfriend had, but yeah, it was like nine o'clock in the morning and we were having alcoholic drinks, which eh, we're on vacation. Yeah, I mean, that was that was our plan for Epcot, but because Epcot, you can not, not only we just ended up snacking around the world. Um, yeah, but um, I was going to get some drinks around the world, but it ended up being hot that day. That was Wednesday when y'all were flying in, and I was like, I am not going to like further dehydrate myself because we drink like a gallon and a half of water every day while walking around the park. Yeah, yeah, and I had it. I was I was kind of hoping to just you know try some alcoholic beverages as well, but like we started walking around, and it was like I wasn't even like thirsty for it, and I was just like I just don't want to chance it, you know. Um, and then for anybody listening who wants like to take their kids, the Ogus Cantina does have a a, a non alcoholic menu for kids. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it's just a really cool atmosphere. And then Alex, you just flew in and enjoyed the resort pretty much, right? Yeah, I've didn't really save much for the trip this was just a hey trying to live as cheaply as possible because i knew it was going to be pricey so my flight was cheap uh it was like 130 i think 140 round trip um and i landed in sanford which is north orlando and then i got in about round one or round two of the 2v2 i knew i wasn't going to make it for the 2v2 so I got in and played some BRs, I think. So, yeah, yeah, we. I think you played a few BRs with us. Yeah, and and I guess we could go into about how they did the BRs a little bit if no if no one paid attention. So the way they did BRs is they did um, whole brick BRs. Uh, basically, everyone gets two boosters. You make a three hundred point team out of it. And then there's two extra boosters, and basically everything goes into the middle at the end, which I thought was pretty cool. The price was $35, which is about yeah. the price of two boosters. Um, they were fortunate enough to get a lot of Batman team-up early, mm-hmm. um, but they still had a lot of Avengers Forever. So you had to buy one Avengers Forever BR, and then you were able to play two Batman team-up. But it was a lot of fun. Like It really gave me a good insight to the Batman team-up set uh, i thought the format was fine you still got the respawn rules at building 300 points like i had a good time with those brs to be honest like with a set that you only get four figures and, a, and the construct because to be honest i think i brought it the rules were anybody could bring take a power action to bring in a construct um but i think i only did that like once the whole day because uh, it's really hit or miss which constructs you get so it, it was nice being able to build a a 300 point team as opposed to dealing with oh i've got these four figures because batman batman has some really low point figures in there like if you get a bunch of the uh arkham asylum people at 25 points you're gonna be you're gonna be hurting a bit so i thought the brs were great like i I played in at least four i played one with scott porter i played did we play two or one i think we played two because we i think we yeah we played them both with lamar 
Yeah, because we wanted to play Avengers Forever to get some practice for the three v three. Right. So mm-hmm. we did. We did a Batman, which was fun, and we did the uh, the Avengers Forever. But yeah, yeah, that Bigger. was. Yeah, I enjoyed those Sorry. VRs a lot. Do you guys remember I hit like was it four or five shape changes against Lamar? <laughs> yeah. That was uh, and then I and then crazy. I missed the shape change and I hit the super senses and it was like this is insane. Better be lucky <laughs> than good. Yeah, meanwhile I was on the other side throwing a clay face at Dan and just he just obliterated yeah. clay face. He's like, <laughs> he's like goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Clayface. Yeah. Yeah. Um I wanna do a big shout out to to Chris and David Newmark for I think from what I heard, they got 19, they managed to get 19 cases of, no, that number might be correct, uh, of Batman, Batman team up for the weekend. Yeah, they got and quite a few. Just like, and, and just cranking out products. Like, the fact that they were able to get that much in that short notice was, was awesome. Yeah, and if you're oh, thinking, if you're a, yeah. if you're a store owner tr- thinking about trying to run some events and wanting to move product, I mean... If it's a new, like, I'm probably going to suggest locally if we're going to do BRs, because sometimes we do BRs for releases just to mm-hmm. kind of get some figures out. That way you can, like, pick which ones you want. Um, and it's not just pure luck because you'll mm-hmm. get your brick anyway. Um, I kind of like that format to where I'm going to suggest it locally saying, hey, you know, in this BR, let's just do a whole brick. Everyone pay 35 because the store still would make, I think, 30 bucks, right? Like, it's 140. So they still make probably twenty five to thirty bucks on the on the brick itself, yeah. Um, pro- profit, so they still make money off of it, um, probably more so than it would be when you, if you're just buying a brick by itself because a lot of places give a discount for a brick. But I think that's an awesome format because it also eliminates the the awkward like everyone pulls something and then you're like okay we pulled one super rare and three rares and there's like two boosters left, like sitting on the counter. And like everyone does like a wild wild west look at each other like okay who's gonna go buy those two boosters because it's probably gonna have a super rare in it <laughs> like it, it eliminates that i like that I, I never thought of doing that kind of format and i actually really liked it so yeah yeah it, it, you guarantee that you're gonna mill through a whole brick right and i like that i liked it a lot yeah and then on top of that, like they were also running at certain points. Like I remember there was uh they were running the X-Men, the X of Swords slop. Like they just did a buy-in for the entire month kit. Yeah. Well, I think it was like, cool. I think they did like a seven, it was like $75 for month three. And like, for month three. And it had basically a Genesis and an APOC at the end. Yep. So like if you got first or second, you were walking away with, a great figure. And yeah. then plus all the extra there was tarot cards and all the all the cool stuff for month. Spoiler three. alert. Good oh. you walked away with two good figures. Arguably the best figures right now. <laughs> I will say but, I mean I, will... I, I know David Newmark even said he was shocked how many PRs was actually being played. It was and, constant. Yeah. And it was because he was just kinda of like I don't think they anticipated that many be played on Friday because he just kind of assumed like, oh, they'll be played on Saturday when cut, you know, cut happens. There might be a few here and there, but people came to play, and he was like, oh, I didn't expect this, and 
they were kind of like, well, David, like, there hasn't been any events. Like, people want to play. And and, so, it, and it was it was getting Batman technically, like, three to four days early. Because yeah. it released that Wednesday. So mm-hmm. that, was a, that was an added benefit of, hey, you know, get some figures. Like, if you could plan your tournament to have BRs around the release day, man, you're going to be making money. Because another thing is, like, there wasn't any extra pricing thrown into the BR. It isn't, like, different places where it's like, oh, here's an LE or whatever. It's purely what was in the brick. And yep. mm-hmm. that was more than enough. Like, I, because it was a new set, I didn't have anything. Um, yeah. And Legacy yeah. card was thrown in as well. So you had the Legacy card yeah. and then the whole brick. Yeah. And and really smart of them to to put that limit on it of you have to do one BR of not Batman to be able to do the BR for Batman. So it really gets you two BR entries out of every Batman entry. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, they, pro- they, they ordered all the Avengers Forever for yep. the tournament and just happened to get Batman. So. Yep. But it's definitely a good learning point for any tournaments going forward that, you know, if you happen to, you know, if you're if you're talking like the tournament's three to four weeks after a release, then you're probably not going to have that level of success. But if you're within like a week of release, you probably would still have very successful BRs. Because a lot of people are, you know, wanting to get those type of figures, those type of... And Batman had a lot of collectibles in it. Um but yeah, I, I had a great time with the BRs. I, I think that was the only day I played BRs was Friday. Yeah, same. I didn't play any BRs the rest of the weekend. Because we were too busy. Uh, wait, are we going to Saturday now? Is there um, anything to talk yeah. about Friday? We went to... was Friday we went to eat. The, the yeah, so, Sam. yeah, so we went to the um, highest rated Central Florida Hibachi Grill. Um, which was really not... I wish I could have gone. Yeah, the, I yeah. think my only complaint was, I don't know if it was a complaint, like, our chef was really good, but he almost leaned into, like, leaned into it a little too much, like, leaned into the mm. character, and it was a little, like, unbelievable. Um, oh, sure. But, um, and it, was, didn't, it didn't help because we had heard most of his shtick because we were, like, two to three tables over from where he where he he literally just did all so we heard the noises like two to three and he was a very loud hibachi chef making funny noise like it was a funny little thing he was like the only person only like chef in there that did those kind of noises he did all the normal you know onion volcano and all that stuff but uh, he was very very loud and it, it was great to be honest it's just if we hadn't have heard it and if we didn't have to sit there and wait for a chef to show up we waited like 20 to 30 minutes before anyone showed up and i think they just grabbed him and said hey you gotta go yeah <laughs> someone needs someone needs to go here yeah you gotta do a different another table immediately so but the food was, was great the food was great though um mm-hmm. so hibachi is like one of my favorite things to eat so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm disappointed yeah and then oh, sam, yeah. sam and i ate uh, hibachi and um epcot too in japan and that was um really really good that was by far the best meal of the entire trip for me. That was. What was it? Do you remember the name box. of the place? I mean, it's probably the only hibachi place in Epcot. Yeah, it's yeah. The, I mean, when you only... walk into Japan, it's like the only. There's two restaurants. It's the one that you have to walk up the big stairs to. Okay, because so like... I'm going to 
Disney in May with yeah. my kids and family and whatnot. So I, that's one of the main reasons I didn't make a trip out of this because I knew I was going to in May. This was just a kind of go down and scout a little bit, um, see how bad Ubers are, you know, that kind of thing. Because Ubers were kind of expensive. Um, but yeah. The Ubers to the airport were expensive. The Ubers to the parks were reasonable. How much was uh, your Uber, how much was yours to the airport? Like forty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, same. The, the airport bad. from the park was like ten. Yeah, my mine was also closer. It was, yes. Oh. <laughs> mine mine <laughs> I mean... funny enough mine funny enough was around that much, forty to fifty. And mine was like forty miles away to North San like Sanford, which was like north north suburb of Orlando. So that's kind of mm -hmm. crazy. It was similarly price and I went like it was a 45 to 50 minute drive. Mm -hmm. was, was the name of your restaurant Tapan Ito? No. It was I'm no, not the one in Epcot. Uh yeah, no. I think that's oh, yeah. that, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I was trying to think of the uh what the name of it cuz it was a chain that we went to. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Yeah. There you go. Kobe, Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. yeah, very, very so, good. It was really good. So, yeah, and then... uh... oh, go ahead. I mean, I was gonna say it's definitely a, just a go-to place if you um, go there and want to take, want to have a good experience. So, if you yeah. like that kind of food. Yeah, and and then my sleeping arrangements. So, I um kind of playing this trip spur of the moment back in september i bought the plane tickets and was like i'll figure out the rest later um and then i waited a little long till december <laughs> to where i was like okay i guess i need to figure out who i'm staying with and who the who i should play with in the 3v3 and luckily george Masu and west summers had availability in the room so i was able to stay with them that night and kudos to the hotel which was a Wyndham, by the way. Dan, I think you said Hyatt earlier. It was a Wyndham. They don't apparently own Hyatt, just in case we were going to get sponsored by Wyndham also. I right, yeah. It, you know what? Uh, sure, yeah. It, I didn't, I didn't want to get ruined by that, man. I didn't, you know? They're like, man, I like Clickstock. Well, nope, they said Hyatt. That's not us. Yeah. Um, if, if that was the only thing keeping us from getting a hotel sponsorship. <laughs> um, so... They were nice enough. Like, I went down to see if they could get a rollaway bed because I just don't like sleeping in beds with other people. Uh, so I was like, I'll just sleep on the floor. I I sleep anywhere, basically. And they said, you know, because it's a fire hazard, they can't really give me a rollaway bed because the rooms were kind of small, like from a hallway standpoint. Uh, so I asked for extra linens, like, you know, can you give me, a you know, extra sheets and pillows and whatnot. And so housekeeping brought it up about an hour later and she dropped it off she said oh well where are you where are you sleeping and i was like oh well you know i was gonna sleep on the floor and she's like no 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 she's like i'll be back <laughs> and about 45 minutes back she brought a rollaway bed which was awesome i was able to and it was a little tight but it was great to be able to uh you know not have to sleep on the floor sleep a little bit more comfortably True. and i hope i hope i didn't snore too loud to keep george and wes open they they said politely that they didn't hear me at all, but you know, you never know. You never yeah. know. So um, Saturday, Saturday, right? So I guess maybe the the meat here, right? What we traveled all that way and spent uh, 
considerable amount of money to play in. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, what do we want to do? Do we want to talk about what we played, where we placed, and then we can kind of go through each round pretty quickly? I mean, because uh, Alex, you wrote all of that down, right? I have all the round information, yes. So okay. who who you guys played? I don't know what team they played. That's going to be on you guys, but right. I know the people everyone played. Emperor right. Vulcan I, was not the way. Cuz I <laughs> I always feel bad when we do these reviews and I'm like, "Oh yeah, round 1 I played uh so and so." Like I feel I'm real bad with names. I could pick out your face and be like, "Oh yeah, I played you round 1 at Nats, but I am so bad at names." So I went on the win and got all the names so that way we're not uh, lost because there was it was a good turnout. There was what uh, fifty seven or eight. Yeah, that that was great. That's really good turnout. Mm-hmm. Being at a you know a resort type place, I thought the turnout was yeah. amazing. You know what? The only complaint I had if I had to play this uh, douchebag round five, he was playing this Emperor Vulcan. Whoa! Um, Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you beat me. <laughs> he pulsed my whole team. <laughs> you killed me. You made me. You pulled like six of my figures. I you did. knew Destroyer was coming out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Destroyer yeah. okay, did, did not matter in that game, but yes. <laughs> um. So I'll go first. Um. So I played. Well, well, hey, let well, me. I did the worst, right? Huh? I did the worst, I think. Yeah, I, I think Az did because oh. you beat you guys you played. Beat yeah, you beat him in the last round, so I think. Okay, so we want to go from worst to worst to best, then. Yeah, that's yeah, unfair. yeah. All right. Uh, so I played. I played a cosmic team. It was Emperor Vulcan, Hope Summers, Molecule Man, and Collector. Um, I had Carnage Symbiote on Vulcan, uh, Darkhold on Hope Summers, Cloak on Collector. Uh, it was not a, not a good choice for this weekend, but I kind of knew that going into it. Um, uh, four out of my five rounds, I played against Death Metal Wonder Woman. She That's was popular. Away. Um, I actually think that the, the problem with her is, uh, how broad she fits on teams. And Isaac and I talked about a little bit about that over the weekend. Um, but so I played Lewis round one because him and i always have to play in a tournament together um it's usually round two uh but i actually conceded to him because i got stuck into a time platform loop uh with scarab where i would run my vulcan halfway up the map he would uh hit me with scarab and send me back to my starting area and i was like i'm not gonna play this for the rest of the 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 round so uh, you got it it's the first time i've ever actually conceded in a in that fashion before but I was trying to enjoy my weekend, and playing that game out would have just made me more frustrated. Yeah. Um, then I played Christine Redman, I think? That is correct. Uh, she was playing a mystical team with Blackheart, Death Metal Wonder Woman, um, good stuff. And uh, that was a close game. Uh, I managed to... She KO'd a guard, which put me up on points to Flurry Vulcan. And I would have scored the points next round, but time got called in the middle of her flurry. So I managed to win off of the guard getting KO'd. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a very close game. Um, I only scored like 85 points, I think. 
Um, and then I remembered that Hope Summers has Mastermind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a big one. Yep. And then I played... I do not remember his name. He's one of the Wisconsin Foxtrop guys. Jacob Springer. Oh, no, I played... J That's right. Jake is a local of mine, actually. <laughs> um, way of you, way of you to not... Way of you not remember him. I <laughs> forgot which round I played him in. It's fair. Um, they blur, they blur together. Yeah. He actually played the initial build that you were working on, Dan. So your team, like the prototype of your team, uh, the one that you first posted. And I managed to win that game, uh, just Vulcan being able to pulse wave a bunch. Uh, what do you mean? The Sky Tyrant version? Yeah. Yeah. The Sky Tyrant with, uh, who was my other, who was my... With Wonder Woman and two Jackie, Moloids. Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sent the Moloids out. He put his uh, nifty barricade, like, within range for me to just shoot it. So I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. Um, my Molecule Man just shot it, because my Molecule Man had three damage. Um, <laughs> that's even more embarrassing. Yeah. Collector. Um. And then, like, he moved his Tyrant out, I killed his Tyrant, he Death Metal Wonder Woman it. I Pulse Waved the Moloids, because my Pulse Wave card came up, and Hope picked Running Trap Pulse Wave uh, from Vulcan. Uh, so that game, I don't think that game was super close, if I remember correctly, but it was a good game. I like playing Jacob. I uh, then I played... That didn't sound super close. Yeah, I don't think it was. Um, it was It was 133 to 78. So oh, that's fun. right. There was weird point values in that game. Because <laughs> we both destroyed each other's nifty barricade. Yeah, that this is a score from like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, the point the points say it was pretty close. If I remember correctly, the tempo wasn't super close. Um then I don't remember his name, but he was the Whiskey Tango Foxtrot guy. Uh John Burgess. John Burgess, yes. Um he was playing an X-Men team with Leech and Jubilee, Apocalypse, all that good stuff. Uh, my Vulcan got leeched, um, and he died. Oof. Um, I missed. I missed on my opening attack um, with him, and then he was in a position to just get Leech TK'd up next to him. Sakari and Iron Man picked Charles Flurry and uh, dies. Yeah, highly recommend not letting that happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, big big strategy <laughs> bite there as don't don't let that happen to you. Don't let that happen. Yeah, don't let that happen. Don't play a hundred and seventy five point character again. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, when they're at when they're at one seventy five, right? They're either extremely broken and you know causes the internet to light on fire, or <laughs> oh god, that's not where I was going with this. Yep, yep, that's what happens when they're when they're one seventy five. That's what happens to them. Um. <laughs> And then round five, I played Sam. Who Sam will go into what her build was, but uh, her and I were just having a good, a good fun game. Um, I got a it line where awesome. I like could running shot pulse wave her entire team, which gave her like eight destroyer rolls. I was like, "There's no way he doesn't come out. Just find out what number." Um, it was great. Yeah, I was like, "What are you doing?" There. He's like, "I'm gonna pulse wave. Like you, you know, you're gonna hit like everybody." He's like, "Oh well, yeah, 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 I know." I uh, I think that maybe needs addressed. Um, if just kind of speaking from some stuff that I learned over the course of the last year with Destroyer and in the meta, but like that might be something they need to address. Is like it sh probably shouldn't 
trigger for every character hit because uh, it just makes like area of effect powers worse um which they're already nerfed in the amount of damage that they do to in, to each individual target um but yeah takeaways from the weekend for modern at least um tent poles are basically unplayable and death metal wonder woman might need to be looked at she already uh, was. just from the she's already looked right. at she's already looked at they already eradicated yeah. her honestly the effect is fine it's the broad teams that she can go on which that's hard to fix though it is it, it absolutely is um but that was something when i played her f- four of my five rounds i'm like cool yeah, just one thing to one thing to note for everybody listening, like when you're playing against a destroyer and you do kind of what Az did, make sure your opponent rolls rolls the, the, the dice. Yeah, um, because you know it does drastically change the game if they have to roll three or four times and destroyer comes out on click four, and it's like okay, I could potentially kill a, a destroyer on click four. Yep. As opposed to one, which one needs a lot of help, but four. Four need to deal seven damage in like a flurry. That's a lot more manageable than. Stop trying to stop eleven. Stop spoiling my story for later, Alex. Oh, well, I didn't. Know and that. I and I, I've actually I've had a game where I was playing Destroyer and he didn't. He came out on click five. Oof. Literally the last roll that was possible for him to come out on. Um. Yep. But yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll always have fun in competitive events. Um, I love competitive clicks. The community is great. Uh, and you got did better. Well, you got Emperor Vulcan out of your system. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, I I literally can't play him anymore after after June. <laughs> yeah, I think if you hadn't have played him, there will always be that what if for like the rest of the whatever <laughs> yeah. events we play. Be like, I want what if I had played. Emperor well, Vulcan. and it, it's a bit it was a bit of a meme at that point because I played Emperor Vulcan in Florida last year. Mm, um, gotcha. So it was I have to play Emperor Vulcan in Florida. Gotcha. <laughs> uh but yeah, so we can go on well, to the next person. Well, I officially just beat ads and competitive pure clicks. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> um so I played an Araco theme team. Um, so I played like Venomags, Blackheart with the Soul Sword, Sky Tyrant with the Pogger Pog, Saki with the Cloak, uh, Genesis and Commissioner, the Commissioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. And and then I had a bunch of sideline with the swords for Genesis, but honestly, I played Soul Sword on her the entire tournament. Um. So I'm not sure why I packed all those. Um, <laughs> At least you packed them. Like some people who did not them. pack something that and they should have. Then I took them. Um, but overall, I had a good experience. Wait, uh, who forgot three. something, Alex? I didn't. I didn't forget anything. Who forgot? Yeah, something? I don't know who crazy enough would do it. We'll hear about that later, won't we? Did you? Did you forget something? Ooh. I didn't bring any Shi'ar soldiers for my team. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. All right, all right. Giving up points, you're fine. Yeah, there, there Con- was probably instances that would be better, but we'll get to that. Continue. Go sorry, yeah, so I, I, went, I went two and three. I went two and three in the day. I had a really good time. Now, you know, I don't get to play often, so it was just, you know, I want to go have fun. Um, honestly, I can't remember who I played in these rounds. 
I have um, slept since then, and I have done so, a lot of work Sam, in between. So, Sam, round one, you played William Laws. Um, William, what did he play? If you can't remember what he played, it's it's no biggie. Um, I don't, I can't remember. You'll remember your round two match, though. Oh, I know, I remember my round two. Um, my round one, I know I won. Um, and he was, I want to say he was local. Um... I am so sorry, William, if you listen to this. I do not remember things very well. and well, There's no way we're going to get sponsored by William Laws now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> I ruined that chance. I know that we had a really good game. And so um, I just don't think it went his way. I know I won. Yeah, 295 so... to 100. Yeah. Um, oh, he was playing the Scarab. He was playing um, Scarab and oh, I know he was playing Scarab because I could not kill his Scarab to save my life. Mm. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I really don't know, but it was a good game. It was a really good game. Um, again, I came up on top. Round two, I played Emily, and it was the first time I played Emily in competitive, so that was a lot of fun. Like we do a lot of practice, we talk a lot on um, the internet back and forth about teams and strategy. And so it was awesome playing against her. We had a fantastic game. Um, one of the best games I think I had all weekend. And um, she came out on top. It was a close game. Um, she hit a crucial shape change. Um, I decided to go one way. I won maps, so she had to basically take her team and like disperse everything um, and spread it all out. So I had to kind of like choose which, which way I wanted to go. And I decided to take out her Saturnine with my Sky Tyrant. And then she had Wonder Woman, so I'm like, okay, who's she going to save? Like, she's going to have to save somebody at some point in this game. And I took my Saki to go towards her Genesis. And she hit the shape change. Because she had Warlock on Genesis. And that, like, I think that was, like, the game changer. Like, period. Because then Basically, Saki was just erased off the board. And then I proceeded to miss a lot against Wonder Woman uh, with my black heart. And um, I mean, but it was a really close game. I ended up killing her Wonder Woman and she brought her back. <laughs> and I was like, no. So we had a good game. Um, so she came on top and. Um, so I'll have to revisit that, you know, later later on. Maybe, hopefully, we can play again. Round three. Who did I play, Alex? Cole Williams. Cole was playing Bat Jaro. Ooh. Yeah, he was playing Bat that's, Jaro. That's spicy. And with the Fulcrum and Bonimus. Um, and he took me to... A weird map I had never seen before. It was like a, a bridge, like a Manhattan Bridge. It almost looked Manhattan Bridge, but it almost looked like the map that you know Peter used to play the the um oh gosh the um the Magneto the robots team on the Sentinel Factory. No. I mean, he had water on. It had water. It had water on both sides. Cole Williams um, did. He was, 
did make top 16, so his build should yes, be. Yes, he, he had a good team. I, I know one map. PJ and... only posted top 8. Oh, sad day. Anyway, but he was playing that Jaro and Volcom Robotimus, and so he won map. He took me this place, and I was like, okay, like, he's gonna, he had Sky Tyrant, so I figured he's gonna have the first alpha. Um, he did not alpha first. He kind of just creeped up, and so I was like, okay, um, I guess I'll alpha. Um, so I alpha got his Sky Tyrant, and then, um, was able to, we were kind of back and forth, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go with Blackheart. Well, I did not anticipate the Pajaro move that he did. Um, was able to wipe off my black heart um, off the map completely. And so at that point, we were close on points. And I was like, all right. He, if I knew if I could kill a couple, one more thing on the board, I would be good. So I brought in Deadpool. Because I was like, all right, I need the Deadpool to be able to bring in Jeff. And I can have some attackers. And... My Deadpool and my Jeff proceeded to miss every attack for the foreseeable future, and he was able to, on last action, he called a flurry and killed my Deadpool and won. So, sad day. But I mean, if I, I had to bring in the Deadpool because I knew that if I would have hit, then he wouldn't have been able to do the flurry. Right. It, it, was one, it was one of those things like you were gonna you were going to lose if you didn't do it, but you could have lost when you did it. But you could have won, won if you did yeah, it. I could have won. Yeah. yeah, if I, yeah. If so I did, it was yeah. the, it was the so path to victory. Yeah, it was one of those decisions I had to make on the fly, and I was like, okay, I got to do this, and I just missed, and I was like, okay, well, this is great. Um, yeah, you made the right. But call. we had a great game. Um, I did not anticipate the bad Jaro being like kind of good. What against, did you like, just outwit your stop click sort of thing? Yeah, he just outwitted the stop click and. Just like black heart was gone, I was like, "Oh, that's cool, that's cool." <laughs> like, didn't I did not see that coming? But again, that goes with I don't, I am not in the scene very much anymore. So, um, but you play the game to learn, and you play the game to have fun. So, then my fourth round, I played against two, count them two, hundred and fifty point Saturnine. So. Um, that game sucked. Like, the guy was great. The guy was a local guy. I don't know his name. Alex David. probably knows it. David Nelson. David Nelson. He was a great guy. And he was, like, he played it very well. Um, it was just an uphill battle for me. And the bad thing of it, this is how bad my dice were in this game. He didn't even have to Saturnine my dice for me to miss. Like, I just missed on my own accord over and over and over and um like him being able to mastermind six squares away without adjacency and like no matter what i did i can never he would always make those you know Hmm. bystanders and then i was just kind of like all right well i I was never going to chew through that so I scored zero points that game, which kind of sucked. But um, and then of course you know I uh, I showed as who's boss on the Clicksoft team. <laughs> and <clears throat> wow, I, <laughs> no. I'm feeling personally attacked right now. 
I mean, you probably well, were that first, day, right? It sure was. Well, at first I was supposed to be playing some other guy, and I was like, I can't remember what he was playing. I was like, I think he was playing in APOC, and I was like, I really don't want to have to fight another APOC. But, um... And then yeah. as I guess, oh, I get to play the only guy that doesn't play APOC. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then they were like, we have to repair. And as and Sam are playing, and we're like, oh man. But I think yeah. as that's the first time we've played in yeah, person against each other, and we had a great game. Like, yeah. we just, I mean, we knew both of us weren't going to get in, so we were just like, we're going to play this out. We're going to have fun. So. Um, yeah, like she makes a she makes a Hellfire Club guard with Blackheart on turn one. I run out, I shoot it just because I don't want her to have it. And then she makes another one, and I get real mad. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna kill your guard." I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. I'm gonna make one next turn." He's like, "No, you're not." I'm like, "Okay, here you go. Leadership five. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was great. Um, overall, I had a great time. Again, I think Wonder Woman Death Death Metal Wonder Woman is strong. Um. I think I probably should have played her instead of Blackheart, but in my mind, I thought Blackheart was. Now, to be yeah, fair, I did offer to get. I mean, you had yeah. you had plenty available for you to borrow. Yes, I did, and I even had one at my house that I could have just kept and you know took with me um, from Jason. But I was like, no, I really want to try Blackheart with a Soul Sword. Um, you know, in on paper it looks great. On the game board, uh, not so much. But you could have played but, her with Blackheart and the Soul Sword. Yeah, I just love Sky Turn that much. I like Sky Turn oh, too. That's... Yeah. So. Um, wrong, yeah, I mean, I just had like I had Saki, Sky Tyrant, and Blackheart. So my mentality was I have three attackers. Like you have to kind of pick pick your poison. You know, like mm -hmm. who are you gonna go after? Obviously, it didn't do me so well. I went two and three, but I had fun, and it was great times. Uh, then who uh, who was me. next between Dan and Alex? Yeah, Alex was me. So my team, um, I practiced it once with Dan before the tournament, and then just ran with it. Um, I played. It was a soldier theme team, but it was effectively a hundred points of Emperor Gladiator, and then 200 points of Swap, Avenger Swap. So I did it as Soldier, because Emperor Gladiator has Soldier. So Soldier, Zombie, Captain America, 75-point cap and 40-point cap. I think that's right. Yeah, there's only four figures. Um, so it was a bit slower, because I had to obviously assign the objects to the caps, and then they swapped and dropped them. And so I had to take a turn equipping, which is a lot slower than it used to be because everyone's assigned nowadays um but i the like i don't think i swapped anything else but into miss kang scarlet witch sarkarian iron man and then i had Emperor gladiator so the concept of the team was just purely man what happened to Emperor gladiator why is he so bad and it's like well he's bad if you try to build just Emperor gladiator like he's just not good as a temple but he might be good as a tertiary attacker. And what do you know? He's amazing as a tertiary attacker. Because no one... I don't think anyone... Uh, Caleb, I think, was the only one that got him down enough to kill him. Um, so my first round, I played Logan Carroll. He was playing uh, Kamish, Scarab, Triple Apoc, Genesis, and Wonder Woman. I think I was pretty close on that. 
Um, triple, he won map. triple grand prize Apox. Yeah, yeah. He equipped two of them with swords, and Genesis had a sword, I think. That's the play so, right there. Yeah, and so the danger of that obviously is like you don't want to hit Genesis, you don't want to hit Apoc because you're just going to be smacking yourself and losing equipment. Um, Wonder Woman's just going to bring one of them back. Scarab is usually hiding in the back with Kamish, so like it was a really good kind of pseudo don't die team. Um, he won map. He took me to a, a map that ultimately we found out was illegal, <laughs> but it, it, I, I ended up winning the match anyway. It was Sanctuary, the the Rock Sanctuary map. Um, I don't. Yeah, that's not legal anymore. Yeah, I don't fault him on that. Like I, I thought I was like, oh yeah, this, you know, I guess this is legal. I, I didn't question it because I mean the judges um, signed off on it. Exactly, um, and they did catch it like after our game. I think PJ saw it and ran over after the game. Was like, hey, we'll, we'll get you another map. Um, but the game went surprisingly well. Um, you know, he brought all his Apox up. I kind of dosy doed around the side of the scare, uh, the, the sanctuary. I kept perplexing down my Sarkarian Iron Man and my Emperor Gladiator, so that way when Scarab inevitably mind controlled my team, they were kind of inept. Uh, I equipped, by the way, uh, Warlock on Emperor Gladiator because I could not find my Carnage Symbiote. Um, but yeah, I was able to kind of get a pot shot on Kamish because he forgot that Emperor Gladiator sees through blocking or shoots through destroyed blocking, I should say. So I was able to get on elevated and kind of shoot out the back of the sanctuary. And I think I just took out Scarab, Scarab or Kamish. Um, and then he just slowly brought Apox forward and I, I you know, they did kind of a do si do and he killed my Sarkarian Iron Man. He may have had a Sarkarian Iron Man, actually. Now that I think about it, I think it may have been two Apox and Saki was in there. Um, because I remember his Saki killed mine or came close to it. But either way, I ultimately won. I had uh, I just kind of outscored him. I was able to maneuver. It was really difficult for him to kill uh, Ape- uh, to kill a Emperor Gladiator. Um, just the thought was Miss Kang popping out those little bystanders like any prob emperor gladiator's always going to have mastermind fodder and so no one really went after him until switch and sarkin iron man were dead so he was able to run around i i have never rolled so many breakaway running shots than i did in this tournament and i succeeded every single time because when you have plasticity plus plasticity is so much better in certain instances it's so much better for getting away because it's not so good for keeping people around because it, it's no longer both, you know, pluses, pluses if it's plasticity versus plasticity. It's just, I break away. Like, you don't get to stop me. Um, so that was a good match. Um, I ended up facing round two, Justin Hafford. Um, he was playing a really cool, like, double firstborn team. Two Firstborns, Death Metal Wonder Woman, Kamish, Venomags, I think that was it, and he equipped Death Metal Wonder Woman or something. Um, The problem with Firstborns, uh, they're really, really cool, uh, but they don't like being ruined um, because you could just kind of eat through, you know, his stop clicks and, and... Get away from his plasticity and all of that. So I was Is able to. What what figure? What f- yeah? What figure likes to be fucking ruined? <laughs> like yeah, like it's. Is there a piece that like has a? Is there a piece that says that? If you have, if this piece ends up having no powers, you win the game. I mean, like. 
Yeah. Can I? Can we get that character? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking a. Um, yeah, like. <laughs> but also, his stop clicks on Firstborn were impervious, not invincible. So, you know, Emperor Glad. Everyone on my team, except for Sarkane, like Scarlet Witch and Emperor Gladiator, both had pen size. So being able to just kind of blow through that, um, kind of meant he was he ended up losing. Um, then third round, I played Brandon Colette. Or Colette, he played an animal team, which was really cool. Cosmo, Rocket Raccoon, Tyler's gonna hate this. Kazar, uh, two maggots, Lockjaw, and Prime High Evolutionary. Um, his team was very dangerous. He just got a little too anxious. He rolled the card that says if you he pulled the the tarot card that says like if you use phasing or something, you you get to remove a token afterwards. Or it's one of those cards where you get to, you make a take a move action, you get to remove a token afterwards, and apparently that was one of his go cards, as he called it, because first turn he he won map, first turn he ran over to my side of the map with first turn immunity, had Cosmo take out all my outwits, so I couldn't outwit anyone, and then kind of just sat there, um, because he couldn't do anything first turn immunity right, so my turn I. Wait a minute. Broke so away. like that, Tyler should. The Tyler, I mean, I know doesn't like Kazar, but I mean that's that's a perfect. That is an absolute textbook peace day resistance first turn move for Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Playing Kazar, so he didn't like it. Right. Yeah, Kazar. Kazar did work. Yeah, fuck um, that Kazar. But I, the guy played. Kazar's great. The yeah, the guy so... moved. The guy moved across the map first turn and sat there. Yeah, if he hadn't have done that and played it slower, I think it would be a way different game, obviously, because he used Rocket thinking he could tie everyone up, but Emperor Gladiator just has placidity, so he running shot, broke away, shot the dog, and then I dropped the rune on everybody, because it's like, you're going to come here, I'm just going to rune everybody, because why not? And so it ended up being still a, somewhat of a closer game. Um, if I remember... No, I take that back, because... The one thing about my team is I don't give up points. So it ended up being 220 to zero. Um, but it felt a lot closer because I had to do a lot more dancing around. Kazar was doing things. Like he was actually dealing damage. Like it was a really, really cool team. Um, I think it would have played way different if he didn't flip his go card and just went with a rune possible at, right at the end. Like he, he moved everyone over. I was like, okay. I guess I'm dropping the rune because he did steal. He did steal my cloak from Arcane Iron Man because I out from underneath him. Yeah, <laughs> so he did do that. And I get. I was like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. But you're still getting ruined, buddy. Like, and like Emperor Gladiator could just carry Miss Kang out and just be like, see you later before I drop the rune. So it ultimately was a, a pretty good match. Um, With round every game. Did did your rune have impact every game? No. Okay. First first round, uh, I did not drop the rune. Fourth round, I had to. I'll I'll get to that. That was against Caleb, who ultimately went mm. into top two. Caleb's team was nasty, and I hated it, and I felt yeah. bad because I was getting angry um, playing it. Uh, he played Sarkarian Iron Man, Demon in Armor, Chip, Flash, Felix Faust, and two uh, Saturnines. The uh, the the cheap ones that raise your things up and down. Yep. 
And so I got frustrated because I looked at his team and I was like, you literally have two attackers. Like, just two. So I can't Iron Man and a, like a 30-point flash. And in my head, it's like, that sucks that I'm losing to 80 points of damage. Like, like damage dealers. But 80 points of damage dealers that always hit. Um, If I don't hit shape change. and Because well, my team relied on... Miss Kang had... Uh, the Captain Carter shield to give defend plus one, but almost everyone on my team, I think everyone on my team except Sergei and Iron Man had shape change, so I relied on rollouts a lot. And I hit a few. Um, it's just like he don't he didn't even have to get to the point where he had to use Sad Nine, kind of like Sam. You were talking about your one game. Like I just mm-hmm. I just couldn't roll high. Like I had good numbers and I didn't have to roll that high. But I just couldn't. Like I couldn't even hit like eights or sevens or whatever with multiple rollouts, and um, so I, I definitely lost that game. It was kind of close, sixty-five to thirty-five, believe it or not, near the end of it, because uh, I took out his flash, I think. Um, but no, so that put me at two and one, uh, no three and one. Sorry, uh, three and one. Winning, going into the last match um, against Matty G. Uh, this match was interesting because it was very much a kind of a mirror match. He was playing Avengers also with Sergei and Iron Man, Miss Kang, and Scarlet Witch, but he was playing Hope Summers and Blue Marvel, whereas I had Emperor Gladiator. So I won map, took him to Aunt Petunia's house because I put I paid for the location bonus, and we kind of just had a big slugfest in the middle of Aunt Petunia's house. Um, he was setting up he rolled the he pulled the pulse wave card pulse wave for two and i kind of let him pulse wave because he was counting it out but he was forgetting that sarcarian iron man gets plus two to range so he was counting it out and it's like okay i'm fine like three away and so i was like okay are you gonna pulse wave he's like, yeah i was like okay well you know he gets a plus two to his thing like he rolled it and all, and all that stuff so he ended up hurting his own people um it really came down to like last action. Last action, if he had had uh, another turn or two, because I went, he, I, the game got a lot closer. I won 90 to 50. He scored 50 points because I, I went with a Miss Kang on last click to try to just hit an in cap on his destroyer just to, you know, try to chew up a little more time and, you know, she needed to do something. And I rolled a crit miss and killed her. Um, so he scored 50 points off of that. And he probably would have had a little bit more time if I didn't take the time to like, okay, I'm going to in-cat with this piece. Like, I wasn't slow playing. I was deliberately taking actions with my pieces. Um, And it's one of those, like, I don't like that type of win because it's like, well, I'm just going to make sure I do as many actions as possible. Like, I'm not going to speed through my turns. Um, And it ended up, you know, kicking my butt a little bit because I lost Miss Kang by, by doing that. So it was a lot riskier. But uh, I ended up winning ninety to fifty, so that put me at four and one. So I went into top sixteen. Uh, top sixteen, I played Michael Holloway, who, believe it or not, was playing Thanos. Yeah, I believe it. He was playing Thanos, Deadpool, Apoc, and Genesis. Um, yeah, he was the only Apoc in a or the only Thanos in a field of fifty-seven or fifty-eight. And Apoc still pretty like nasty like i i ended up winning spoiler you mean thanos uh, thanos is thanos yeah, yeah sorry thanos is i won 75 to zero um because i took out 
I don't remember, like a Genesis and Deadpool or something. I was able to ruin his Thanos, ultimately. Because he won map, um, surprisingly, four against my four. He, you know, was even. Um, and he took me to negative zone. So he was able to kind of just chill in the back and just kind of, you know, keep burying up. One turn would be mind control. The other turn would be barrier with Thanos. And he would just swap back and forth. Um, so it wasn't bad. Like, it was still very effective Thanos that I had to play around him. Um, That's exactly but, what I said Thanos was going to play as after that errata. Yeah, like, he's not a monster like he used to be. He's still very formidable, but you just have to be a lot more patient. Yeah, um, yeah. Y'all, you know, people brought that on themselves. Yeah. Um, I ended up, like I said, I ended up winning 75 to 0. <laughs> um, just because it, it's. He had to. He had to get, attack me at some point. I was doing. I have played enough Thanoses to know how to use all of my perplexes to bring down my attacks and you know make it where if you're gonna mind control me, it's not gonna work. Like it, it you're gonna have to roll pretty high to hit me. So um, I won that, and then top eight was kind of not a rematch of top eight at Nats, but I played Isaac in top eight, which he just you know he won map and just demolished my team. Uh, I missed pretty much every shape change that I could have made. Um, his team just... Every time I play Isaac, I keep thinking about how much I want to play Merlin because his team just plays so many free actions. Because um, he had, you know, Polaris, Hellfire Polaris, and Venom Mags, and Sky Tyrants, Arcan Iron Man. Like, he brought the whole fleet, Hope Summers. And so that he was easily able to get Sky Tyrant and Sarkarian Iron Man to my side of the map in one turn. Like, it was no sweat. But he also took like eight to nine free actions to do it. Like there and which is how exactly his team played, which was vastly different at nationals, was a ton of free actions, which is how you do it, right? Like free actions are free. So if they're meaningful free actions. Yeah, why well, take a costed action when I can just do it for free? Exactly. So uh the game went a little bit longer. He won three hundred to zero. I couldn't kill anything. Um because he wiped out my Sarkin and Iron Man immediately. Same with no, he took out Miss Kang like immediately. Because I just didn't hit any of my shape changes. I didn't get to prob and make a thing. He rolled the card that when you use exploit, you deal one adjacent. Is that the mm -hmm. one? Yep. So that kills my pog because it's after resolution. So he got to say, well, generate your pog. Now I activate the card. Um, so that that was kind of a bummer. Um, it basically ended up being like another 10 to 15 minutes of Emperor Gladiator running around and trying to shoot things. But ultimately lost to him again in top eight. But otherwise, for a team I did not play much, making top eight, I was very satisfied with how I played. I didn't make a ton of mistakes, and the team performed much better than I thought he did. So, But Dan, you did better? Yeah, we'll get there. I, I did one better. Um, well, I, I left it as a question so that way you can yeah. go into your team and be like, well, maybe I did. Yeah, I did, right? I mean, we wouldn't have... Uh, we said we were going from worst to best, so... Um, I played uh, an Arako-themed team, um, Dr. Thing, uh, equipped with the Warlock Sword, um, and then at the end of a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about, um, hey... I better make sure that the Carnage symbiote uh, isn't uh, unequipped KO. Um, and so that's why I switched to the Warlock Sword on Dr. Thing. 
Uh, I originally had the mm-hmm. Carnage symbiote on there, but that meant that I could not have swapped. Um, I could not have swapped um, the Doom out because the Carnage symbiote would have KO'd, which would have made me very sad. Um, so then I played Sakaar and Iron Man with the cloak, uh, Death Metal, Wonder Woman, Dark Metal, Wonder Woman with the Soul Sword, Venom Magneto, Genesis with Sword Bear, and the Commissioner. Um, so, you know, it was interesting. I have. I had a lot of practice with most of the team. You know, I've played Dooms. I played Dooms a lot in 21, 2021. I played Sakaar and Iron Man and Commissioner at Nats. Um, and then, you know, Venom Magneto TKs things. Genesis carries things um, and doesn't die. And then Wonder Woman just makes sure that One Piece gets to come back. Um, so... Um, very interesting you know my uh the tarot card i played a six tarot six card tarot card deck the knight of wands the eight of cups the three of swords the nine of swords the five of pentacles and the star uh the star came into play a lot that's the breakaway rolls of one or sixes um that one helped quite a few times uh the pulse wave card helped me uh one match i got done i told as um as why did you make me play the pulse wave card and then <laughs> and then in another match which i'll get to um it did me very good so um first round i played matt donham um i played like three or four out of my five matches uh three out of my five matches were scarabs um i won map took matt to the uh eastview park uh, he was playing Sky Tyrant um, and Scarab and Commissioner. I don't think he was playing anything necessarily completely unique, um, you know, like a, you know an, an off the wall piece or anything. Um, but um, you know, it was one of those things Alex mentioned earlier, uh, where you know you can really KO Destroyer. Uh, if he's on clip four or five, well, um, I, I KO'd a destroyer from top click. Um, so, uh, you know, I got the alpha off. I energy exploded his team. He was playing Kazar. Kazar, that was the unique piece that he was playing. Um, so I did get an, an, an early energy explosion off, uh, on his team, uh, with Sakarian Iron Man, which brought out Destroyer, and uh, Matt parked his Destroyer right next to my Doom 67. Um, right, no, right there, Jason. Mis- mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Um, so that next turn, outwitted his defense, perplexed down his defense, and Doom 67 did his triple attack, uh, KOing Destroyer. Um, and I think at like the end dial, because you know uh, Doom lowers down the defenses too. Uh, I think he was at like a fifteen defense or something crazy. Um, Man. So, um, you know, it, it kind of went downhill for Matt to there. I, did I wipe him, Alex? Yeah, uh, you did. I think. Yeah, I, I think you did. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, because here's the thing is. We were we were like right next to each other. Me and Dan were playing right next to each other, like we missed each other by one table, because we've we've never played in Swiss against each other. 
No, we have. It was. It was... We, played in, we played in Top Cut, but we never played in Swiss. And it was like, PJ looked at me. It's like you missed Dan by one table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's getting close. Yeah. So to to Ben Gronheit's question, uh, I do want to keep track. Uh, so that was Doctor Thing became Doom sixty seven. Um, and did I did I play Lewis the next round or did I play um, you played West? West? I played West in round two. So West played the his Fantastic Four team. Um, took us he won map, took us a negative zone. Um, and in this game, Doctor Thing stayed in, and Doctor Thing prevented that nasty, nasty power cosmic giving out Franklin Richards. Or is it, what is it, Franklin Richards? Is that it? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, there was no outwit protection um, for Leech's mastermind um, mm. from his good buddy Franklin. Uh, so he, you know, Wes uh, moved all the way out turn one, or turn zero, right? And um, I KO'd his Leech and dealt some damage with rookie i think um you know did some chip damage to some things um and we had a really good match that that was the pulse wave hurt me because my pulse wave card came up and then west double pulse waved my team um Oof. that next turn um because i didn't have any pulse wave available because my sakar and iron man hadn't had a chance to pick up any objects um so, but my team survived. Doom, you know, uh, Doctor Thing was, you know, two clicks down, um, and you know, Genesis was still alive. Um, Wonder Woman was still alive. Kamish, uh, rookie, um, Venom, Magneto, I think, were the main casualties. Um, but um, you know, then I proceeded to regen Doctor Thing. I KO'd his Valeria and his Human Torch that did the pulse waving. I think I ended up KOing the other. I KO'd a one doggo. Uh, well, my score was like 155, wasn't it, Alex? 155 to 115. Yeah, so um, that uh, killing that. I KO'd a dog. Um, I did not kill Dad Thing, KO Dad Thing, um, but uh, overall. Uh, Dr. Thing stayed in and did work. Absolutely did work. Um, and then round three, I faced Lewis. And then thanks to Az, as we were chatting in between rounds, he was like, he's going to do the time platform scarab thing. And I'm like, well, if I win map, um, it won't be that big a deal because I'll be able to go outside, outdoors, and snipe him with um, Rookie. Because um, I nearly always alpha'd with Rookie in Sakari, or Sakari and Iron Man. Um, but Lewis won map. We were even on map roll. Um, so I switched Dr. Thing over to DJ Doom. And I popped his time platform. Um, I don't know if Lewis didn't see that one coming. But we danced around on negative zone. Um, I, th I think he wiped me eventually. Um... um it was not a great matchup for me to go indoors because I faced another Scarab and Scarab can still use the radioactive clay through everything. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
So that was not a great matchup for me. Um, and then round four, I faced, I forget his name. He does listen to the podcast, though, so I apologize for not remembering your name. Logan Groney. Groney? Okay, yeah, yeah, Logan. And he was playing, um, it was another, because, yeah, the it was another Scarab. Um, and we went to, um. And he it, made top eight, too. Yeah, it wasn't, um, I can, oh, since he's on top eight, I can look up to see what map we went to. I think it was Star-Lord's ship. Um, that sounds is it, correct. Is that a map? It is. Yeah, it's from Avengers Forever. It's a indoor map, and it has a kind of orange in the corner yeah, that can't from, be destroyed. It's from the play at home kit. I, I think that's the the player who he he didn't have any maps for the event, and PJ just they just grabbed him one out of the play at home kit that they had. Yeah. So he, yeah, map. he was playing Mad Jim, Jasper's Scarab, Blackheart, Annihilation, and Wonder Woman. Um, I popped a scare pretty early. He brought it back. Um, and I, we just had a slugfest on the ship. It, it just, the map was not great for me. Um, but I think I scored a few points, um, that game. The, uh, Herophant messed me over on that, on that game. Um, yeah. Scar and Iron Man does not like that card. It wasn't even just Scar and Iron Man. Like I, I mean, I relied on Doom. I rely on Doom to lower defenses to hit subsequent oh, attacks, sure, sure. and you you can't lower your defense. So it wasn't the raising of the attack that was necessarily bad. It was the lowering of defenses and that sort of thing. Like I mean, 18s and 18, right? I mean, you only got so many sixes and sevens to roll in a game. Um, yeah. so. Um, that put me at two and two, and I was skating, uh, at that point. Um, was that also the opponent that you killed the hunt, the full hundred point arachnite through? No, that you, you're, that was top eight, but, um, okay. we'll get there. Um, so then round five, I played the, um, it was, what was his name? Um, Ma- Michael, Michael Nelson. Yeah. He was playing the double Saturnines. Um, that had an interesting, uh, interaction. So I won map. We went to Iron Man's workshop. Uh, my turn two. Um, so I switched to Doom sixty seven. My turn two, and I was on Doom sixty seven in the uh, previous matchup with Logan. Um, so my turn two, the Pulse Wave card showed up. So I sent out old Sakarian Iron Man. Uh, he went out and de- dealt two damage. I was like, I got to keep these little pogs at bay. And um, I would say um, he had redialed red Union Jacks um, with the correct stats and everything. Uh, so they really did a, lo- a really good job on portraying those pogs uh, with some redialed figures. Um, so props to him on that. That's but, cool. But yeah, did two damage, poofed them. Uh, but then, uh, so I had the Pulse Wave card up, and then he flipped the Herophant. Um <laughs> so he had full speed, full range, two damage, running shot. Um, now he only had a ten attack, but they also have that reroll thingy, right? Um, special power. Um, mm-hmm. And so he ended up like KOing. Um, 
I want to say he ended up KOing like Venom Mags and like dealing a little bit to Sakari and Iron Man. So, I mean, it was definitely a slugfest. Um, but I ended up being able to... I just had enough attackers to KO the Pogs, keep attacks pouring onto Saturnines. Uh, so in retaliation, I was able to get a full speed charge flurry with Doom 67, who, as a reminder, has 11 speed. Um, nice. And so I think, do the Saturnines have battle, or um, not battle fear, but they have shape change? No, they have mastermind. Yeah, so, um, so the defense lowering specifically was bad in that matchup because I hit my first attack and I was like, okay, oh, hey, you're one down. He's like, no, I've got the hero fan up. And I was like, fuck. And, um, and, um, so it was just not, it was not great. Um, it was definitely a, a struggle. Um, but, you know, between, you know, I think Rookie had to dual target some. Um, I, I just, it was nothing to do it but just to pour attacks into it. Just, you know, eat the Mystics, pour attacks. Um, I, I think ended up being like Saturnite, not Saturn, my, um, Genesis and my Wonder Woman finished off the Saturnine. Uh, I think that was a pretty, like, he scored well over 100 points, I think, Alex, didn't he? Do you have the points that he scored? 300 to 135. Yeah, so, I, I want to say he got through Saki and, uh, Venom Magneto and maybe Kamish. Um, so that was that was rough, but I was able to squeak in somewhere in the top sixteen. Um, I think I was down. I was down low. Um, so then in top sixteen, I faced uh, Gus. Right? Mm -hmm. It was yep, a, Gus a, Williams. Augustus. Yeah, he goes by Augustus Williams on Facebook. Uh, I just saw his build sheet in here, uh, but he was playing a hundred point Arachnite with the Soul Sword, and then a sixty point Arachnite with the um, Waldo arms on it, um, and then he had Mad Jim Jaspers. Uh, no, yeah, he Mad Jim Jaspers gave the sixty point Arachnite the Waldo arms. Uh, then he had a Wonder Woman and uh, a Felix Faust. Uh, so he won map. You know, uh, you know, one thing you might notice on this team, it was missing a TK. Um, no TK to be found. Um, so he took me to the Mines map. Uh, Red Mines. It's a rock map. Um, and... Okay. Um, I, he, he also, he moved up a little bit. I don't know if I, I'm sorry about quarter way of the map. Um, I was able to send out, uh, rookie first, uh, alpha his Felix Faust. They missed his shape change. I missed his super senses. Um, so that was a decent trade to keep him out of the way. Um, and then he sent out his Arachnite and dealt some damage to my Sakarian Iron Man, um, and, um, but in retaliation, 
I was able to TK over Doom 67, uh, pick Charge Flurry with Sakarian Iron Man, and my Destroyer was out. Nice. So, Triple Flurry, Charge Flurry, and I shot him with uh, Destroyer. Actually, I punched him, um, I think. Um, but the one caveat to all of this is his Wonder Woman save, he only rolled a one. So I did not have to fight that last stop click um, a second time. I did have to fight the first stop click more than once um, because of the Soul Sword. Um, right. So, but in short, between Doom, all those three guys, uh, I one turned a 100 point Arachnite that was revived by Wonder Woman. I think it's. I think it's very interesting seeing when people choose to bring someone back because I feel like it's a very difficult decision to make. Yeah, it. That could, uh, it was, yeah. and I feel like I don't make I didn't make the best decisions on that throughout the day, especially in the games that I lost. Um, but um, yeah, no, I mean Gus played a good game. Uh, actually, his sixty point Arachnite gave me a harder fight than the hundred point one did. Um, cause I had to chase him down and, uh, he was, you know, he was getting some charge flurries in and, you know, some hypersonics and he was moving and shaking and, you know, giant reach and plus one attack and defense. And, you know, the waddle arm is still a great piece of waddle arms are still a great piece of equipment. Um, that state that arachnite though made top cut, like. Yeah, we've been talking about how good it is. It's nice to see, like, yeah, it actually did. And then, and well, and then also Ryan Redman made um, top eight with an Arachnite as well. Yeah. So, um, it was all it was all really, really fun. Um, and then in top eight, I played against um, Franklin Farago. Yeah. And uh, Franklin actually beat Robert Bohm in top 16. So your second place um, person at um, U.S. Nats in 2022, uh, Franklin took him down um, with a 150-point Scarlet Witch. Ooh. Um, Super-duper spicy. Um, Now, Mr. Franklin didn't realize that he couldn't swap out his Captain America um so he was playing swap cap sakarian iron man and a black widow um and then he only swapped out the black widow um i think in our match he swapped it to spider-man no he didn't swatch it to spider-man he swapped it to the doctor strange the free tk doctor strange um Mm. since i did win map we went to iron man's workshop i blocked his hope summers and then was able to switch to Doom 67 in that matchup. Um, and I got a... Between Doom 67 um, and Sakari and Iron Man, I got a Scarlet Witch from her top dial to right before her last second stop click. Oof. Um, Doom 67 making three attacks is still really good. Especially Let's... especially when he has a Venom Magneto to get him 12 squares. 
Yeah. So, what were you going to say, Alex? I was going to say, I thought you said earlier you didn't play with a TK. No, I was saying um, a Gus didn't have a TK. Ah, okay. Yeah, Gus didn't have a TK because he won map and took it to the Red Mines. And he, he, wasn't, gotcha. he wasn't able to alpha me because he didn't have full map reach. Um, gotcha. So I got the alpha off on him. Um, but yeah, uh, Franklin, you know, I, I, Scarlet Witch went down. You know, he missed some shape change or some the shape change or sorry, the super senses because um, uh, Doom does have uh, Battle Fury. Um, but I, I just got the jump on a Scarlet Witch, um, and then it kind of went downhill from there uh, for him. <clears throat> and then in top four, I. So like if y'all were if y'all recall throughout some of the previous podcasts, right? I was talking about you know there's a difference between winning the event and getting top cut, and I was working to have the intersection of my current skills and abilities and my placement, and I intersected that I think to expectations. Um, I played Isaac again. Uh, who knocked me out of the top cut of worlds, and I lost to him in top four. Um, now, I want to say just a note of tournament etiquette. Um, whenever you sit down with your opponent, and you see somebody sitting down with their opponent, you should not engage in conversation with them. Um, so, um, my, I, I, I'll, I'll just will call him out. Uh, politely, uh, Mike SQ was like, dang, Isaac, you did such a good job with that triple TK. As I was sitting there looking at his build sheet, talk, thinking about who I was going to block with Dr. Thing. And I I immediately set down the build sheet, said, I'm keeping Dr. Thing in. I'm blocking your Venom Magneto. And, um... I did not, it did help me make the game harder for Isaac. Um, Isaac did not, he won map. He did take me to the Starlight Citadel or whichever one, what's the other world, right? Uh, the other world. Yeah, yeah, that one, right? So, but I did notice earlier in the day that Isaac was playing on that map without Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And. Remember how I said barrier was doo-doo? Well, guess what? In that intersection of my skills and ability and the eventuality that I figured I would face, if I had barrier, I would have had to block Jubilee. He wasn't reliant on Jubilee with this build. And so I had no barrier, so I had no reason to block Jubilee. Um, I kept Dr. Thing in. I blocked Venom Magneto. Isaac moved up. Um, with my alpha, I was able to KO his, uh, Hellfire Club Gala Polaris and his commissioner. Um, and then we traded back and forth. Um, you know, I KO'd a couple of other small things. Um, you know, I did, I did think I make the math to where he couldn't have brought in his power eraser. Um, he didn't bring in, um, beast. Um, so... You know, I, I gave Al, uh, gave him a good fight. Um, I think, how many points did I score in that one? Um, it was he scored three hundred. You got a hundred and ten. Right. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, Sky Tyrant, you know, is able to revive once he once he gets tokens on him. It's pretty much hard to KO him at all. Um, and I did better than I did it in uh, Worlds. Um, you know, I just got to get back into that curve um, at at that at that next step, right? So you know. Well, I also think Isaac just had a superior build. To and he's a everyone. robot. Well, okay. <laughs> Not to discredit his play. Like, <laughs> sure, whatever, the robot thing. I think it's more like he's an amazing player, but his builds are his always builds like are his builds are always like one step higher. Like, even his Nats build, I was like, this does a lot of crazy things. Like, like his build wasn't the normal x-men team that we were hypothesizing it sort of was but also sort of wasn't just because he was so mobile yeah i right. didn't realize well, how good that polaris is until i watched him yeah. right so i mean it, i will say it, this i will say this you know if if anybody listening wants to watch like just two great players play a very well methodical match watch daniel and Isaac play like you can tell they're at a different tier of playing heel clicks like their game is just so methodical and like straightforward and like they're just there's it's just so it's a different tier than any other game I've ever seen like it's it's in like when we were like when they were playing there were so many people like coming up and saying like it's like watching two pros play like and i'm not saying that because you know daniel's my husband but it's just it's literally like watching a different tier of hero clicks playing game I said, were you contractually obligated to say that in order to... <laughs> yeah. no and I, I've, I've said that before i've said that I'm before. Just playing. yeah it was in our it's in our pre, it's in our it's in our, it's in our prenuptials um yeah to be on, be on podcasts <laughs> you have to speak one phrase Right. No, but I'm, I mean, in, in all seriousness, and it's not, I'm not just saying like Dale and Isaac. There's just, there's different, and I'm not, you know, downing anybody, but like when you hit that certain tier of like great players in the game and you watch two great players play against each other, it's just a different complex. Like there's, there's not very many rules questions. It's go, it's play, it's, you know, that's, there's not much downtime. It's it's go here, go here. Okay, let's do this, let's do that. It it's just different, and I mean I see it. I mean that's I like that's why I like watching the stream so much. It's just because it's like oh why did why did Isaac do that? And it's like okay now I see it. I didn't see that live, but then when right. I watch it over, I'm like oh my gosh, how did he see that? Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's they have different mindsets. So yeah, one one big takeaway I would say is if you haven't looked at Polaris, take another look. Um, oh Because yeah. there is det- she does have detective, but the bigger thing, like even outside of her free TK, the the Hellfire Gala trait, yeah, being global is it's sig- unbelievably oh, significant because yeah. it's once per turn for all characters with this trait when a friendly character with the X Men keyword, which was everybody basically attacks and the attack roll includes exactly one five which happens more than you think 
you may replace the other die with a five. And then on top of that, when a friendly character with X-Men keyword hits and a five, five was rolled after resolutions, choose a character within range and place that character up to two squares, uh, place that character up to two squares away from the square they currently occupy. The first one was the biggest one because, you know, you roll a one and a five. You're like, okay, he rolled a six. And you're like, and against me, he was like, so are you going to prop that? And I was like, why do I need to prop it? I was like, oh, shoot. And I was like, that's right. <laughs> Polaris will make it a 10, yep. which will do knockback and like do a bunch of other stuff. Well, it, doesn't so. do, it didn't do the knockback. It made it critical hits. Well, yeah, because he was also playing the right, right. tens and upper crits. Yeah. Right. He did. I don't think he had that on the turn he hit, but... Yes, that that yes, that is the other part. Yeah, I think it. I think he was playing that and the uh, hits that are doubles or crits. Yeah, yeah. he was playing both of them. That was strength, I think. Yeah, and yes. then he, he was playing the ten through eleven, ten and eleven, twelves were crits. Yeah, and Which then he and he was playing the exploit card. So I mean, it was just a well crafted tarot deck. Um, which, by the way, I would say that's why I KO'd Polaris first. Um, on my alpha because yeah. i was i was not putting up with that and then I, and then I, later late game he just naturally rolled a 10 at some point and just crit hit me <laughs> um so um but um yeah so but i would say and alex so like i think we were right in that we were saying sky tyrant genesis apoc professor x sakarian iron man was the team is the team to play and now while isaac has his super unique spin on it with the polaris and the crit hit cards and all this other stuff no dissing that at all because it's definitely a tier above the anything we had presented on the show um that was it that was the team we've been talking about for months it won the 57 person event uh what was funny enough isaac got set at table one uh, randomly, round one. Ra- round one, randomly, and never left. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, he never moved. So, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, the the team that we said was going to do really well did really well. Um. So no, I'm I, I'm looking. What other? How many other were there in top eight? So. Um, Isaac, there was Dan, there was Scott Crampton. But so I mean, I would I would just want to point out, it only takes one, Dyke, because there's a difference. Okay. There, there's always a difference between making cut and winning, and it's the team that won. Now I mean, it's Isaac, and we talked about all these little tricks that the team had. I get that, but uh, Genesis, I played Genesis, um. And then, so I'm just looking here. I'm counting real quick. Um, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like discredit that. I, I'm saying like, we try to prepare our listeners to the meta, and if it's one where it's like one person has a very unique build that did like one at all, we'd be like, okay, keep that in the back of your mind, but don't like. I wouldn't say, oh yeah, devote all your practice well, to how you counter that. His team was unique enough that. To what we were talking about, I think originally. That's why I was curious how many more were in top eight. If we're talking thirty percent of the field, or so, something I know, like Cameron that. And Scott Crampton played virtually the same team. 
Yeah. Okay. And, and then Scott made top eight. Dan played a very similar team and made top eight. I think Scott got uh, Scott got top four. Top four. So yeah. yeah. I I think I think Dan is mostly correct. Yeah, I'll take that, ta- that I'll, team. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Now, as are you contractually obligated to say nice things about Daniel? So I don't have no, that in my I'm, contract. I'm contractually so. obligated to try to get X Men nerfed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, X Men will be fine. I'm not. I'm not that worried about it. I guess it might be spookier when dooms are gone or or whatever and who knows when we're getting another x-men set set in three months right i mean there's none right now we only know of two sets and that's spider-man and avenger anniversary so yeah that's through you know what you know what though what was the what was the set with like i mean it was like it could be a say avenger 60th and it's like surprise all x-men yeah, there's probably no. gonna be some Wolverines in that set. They have X Men. Um, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, at, at any rate, I mean, Scott's build had Cape Pride, um, and Sky Tyrant, and Apoc, and Genesis, and Professor X, and Commissioner. Like he had everything. He had the good stuff. Uh, so that was two Apoc Genesis. I played Genesis. Um. Yeah, so I guess what I'm thinking is, like, if you're trying to prepare for the meta, I would prepare more for how you're going to handle APOC and Genesis, like, if they stay on the map, because they are a bit of a uh, point denial. Like, you don't generally... Everyone has equipment, right? So I don't want to attack Genesis unless I ruin her or something. Like, the whole time I was like, I am not attacking Genesis, because if I do... One of my key people is going to lose their equipment. That's just mm-hmm. an inevitability. That stop click is so powerful. Right. So it's like those type of things where you're fighting in the 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 thick of it, where it's like, okay, you're going to see a lot of APOC Genesis. Because I think I saw uh, one, two, three? No, I saw two in Swiss, I think. Um, same with Death Metal Wonder Woman, right? Like it's, most of the time they're co- comboed with the other two. Those are the three main pieces I would say, hey, you know, this is first meta tournament after those figures came out and they're, you know, meta, uh, you know, after Worlds. Those are the three you need to definitely add to your list of how does my team handle those? Because if you're not prepared for it, it could definitely, definitely screw you up. Right. So I would say Wonder Woman made a larger... Uh, so let's get through some of these questions. Um, uh, not get through them, but answer some of them. So like Justin Red Robinson, like I think surprise figures. I think Dark Metal Wonder Woman played, did, did, well, there was more Dark Metal Wonder Womans than I thought there was going to be. Uh, I know saying that that I was playing her, like I didn't think I was playing anything necessarily unique or special, but I didn't expect like there to be like, six of them in top 16 or whatever was crazy yeah and she definitely makes a very big impact i will say though if you're gonna put her on the team once again you gotta know when to use her because otherwise she's just kind of a waste of 50 points if you blow the resurrection too early or you blow it on a figure where it's like okay i should have saved that for 
like hey an iron man or someone that's more significant than like a commissioner or I, w- I would say you should never save it for sakari and iron man that's one thing I, that was that was one trick yeah. that i that i got you should not save it for him um and i would also like to point out i did out with the super senses on the iraq night um so he didn't just miss all of his rollouts um okay. for, forgot to mention that uh but i think what do y'all think it, did y'all were y'all surprised to see another figure uh in mass at the tournament um, I don't know. Sam, I'm surprised yeah. to see the Bat Jaro. Like, I mean, I would. I know there was only one, but I think the Bat Jaro was a surprise for me. Something to note about Batman and Jaro: he is Batman, so he is not Batman and Jaro. Like, that's not the name of the figure. The figure is Batman. So playing with like a, the oh. Chase Robin, and that's nothing against you, Sam. I just meant like team building. It's like, hey, we just he's got, got a bunch of stuff. Things. Yeah, he's got more synergy than you think. He's still a little spooky at seventy-five points, but um, he definitely, yeah. That I would say that's a big surprise for me too. I was, I, I was also surprised that you know this guy played in for Vulcan, but yeah, some scrub. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I heard he lost round five. Sure yeah, did. he lost round five to you know. <laughs> uh, one thing that I uh, take away from this weekend, I I think at least. I think I'm being shown, and I think a lot of people are being shown, Genesis is actually better than Apocalypse. So I think I think here's one thing we didn't see that is still a big trick for APOC. And and I thought Alex, you know, Alex played against two, but range is still worth it. Um but multiple APOCs, multiple APOCs on a team with swords is still really super powerful. We did not see that exploited. Um, I would say Genesis, I mean, behind every great man, there's a greater woman um, sort of situation, right? Genesis, Yeah, Genesis Genesis (laughs) enables more things. Uh, But APOC's rollout, we have not, I don't think we've seen fully explored his rollout um, mechanic. Because just everybody can have a sword, right? So everybody's got blades, but it's only against close attacks. So range yeah. range attacks are still a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But arguably less efficient because you'd rather be flurrying than side blasting for the most part. Yeah, um, it's, for me, it's just Genesis's stop click is just so strong. Because well, they have everyone's the, they, equipped. They have the same thing. Oh, does he also have the thing yeah, with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That yes. Then that's why I didn't KO Apox. Their, uh, their traits are their traits are what's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's kind of like you know you're playing a bunch of destroyers because equipment's everywhere. You're playing Scarab because equipment's everywhere. Well, if equipment's everywhere, you want Apoc and Genesis because that's kind of a free ten points. I would say for most teams, I would say uh, Genesis Blades trait did come into play. Yeah, it's just so impactful. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is very, very impactful. Um, and I remember being I was, able I remember to Sky talking... Tyrant. Yeah, Sky Tyrant having blades of four, like a minimum of four damage. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember talking to Isaac and and Scott, where Isaac actually just doesn't think Apocalypse is a good figure on his own, where he where Genesis is. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, Genesis... The passenger helps a ton. Passenger, charge flurry, 
by the way, Wonder Woman, Death Metal Wonder Woman has uh, a four damage on her stop click. Uh, so I was dealing five damage with her flurry, which was felt yep. really good. Um, <clears throat> so, um, but uh, I would say Eric Adams. That's that's kind of what we're thinking about is. Uh, APOC and Genesis are really super strong. I don't know if it's APOC and Genesis are bust, but, um, you know, uh, we all... Better have a way to deal with them if you're not going to play them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think... we played nine rounds of Hero Clicks that day, and APOC and Genesis went undefeated. Yeah, I think what's going to be very interesting to see is how big of an impact Batman is going to make, because I think it's going to make a significant impact. Um not enough to like unseat APOC and Genesis, but enough to be like, hey, they get some added functionality with some of the new objects they might get, or because there is something to giving a ring out to somebody or someone that's going to chill in the back to, you know, either give the empower mm -hmm. or create constructs. Like, there's still a lot. Like the, the metal, the meta. <laughs> we just played it in this, and it's like, hey, new set now. So yep. the meta is about to get a big shakeup because this is a pretty big set. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's keep. Do you moving. want to talk about teams? Um, we can Please, briefly. We don't have to go through. We don't have to go through matches. We could just. I was just gonna say let's. I'd say uh, we are reaching two hours here, and sure. Um, Sam and I both have to be up early tomorrow, so I just there's a couple more questions I'd like to get to. Oh sure. <laughs> and um. I mean, we can just say uh, Sam, as and I played on a team. Alex, who were your two teammates? Um, I played with Eric Sexton and his friend Philip O'Bork. And both of us pulled decent in our bricks. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I played Mission Point Thanos and regretted it. Um, <laughs> and Sam and as carried me. And I think we both made top eight in teams, right? Yep, I lost to Mission Point Thanos in top eight. So fair right. enough. Right, I did. I did I get. Be... I just had to. I just had to say this on the podcast that uh, Jay Solomon hit every super sense yeah. in our top yeah, eight match that saved that saved the game. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well. And I, I mean, when feel... we played, we had a great game. We had a fantastic game, and he was like, "I didn't deserve to win," and I was like. Um, well, you you won because you hit every super sense. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's part of the game, right? Just gotta roll. <laughs> just gotta roll out. Get, so got right. Zach Frazier, you know that's what he did. Right. I, I was <laughs> not only the only person to get Emily's Hulk to his first stop click. I was the only one to kill it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and I felt so bad because like, like you did so much work, and I was like, I okay, Dale's so lost. Like, and then like. Here, like you're doing all this work with Hulk, and I was like, "Okay, I, I just, yeah, I had his feet on last click, and he was just like, super sense, super sense." Yeah. And I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, you know." Yeah, but... Eric Sexton definitely <laughs> carried our team. Uh, he played yeah. with Prime Century and a few other good pieces. You know, the set, the set, the set was actually pretty solid for for swiss like i lost my, my team was kind of just i had the the rest of the pieces so like crimson dynamo red widow star lord red skull soldier team i lost to a young avengers team yeah like because it's like that's good like it, yeah. it was a very very solid set you could have still pulled like collation could have screwed you over and you gotten just 
bad. But yeah. even without that, there's still some pretty solid pieces. I know when we did kind of our review of it or look into it for sealed before we played the day you know the day before there's a lot of super rares a lot of rares that have high point totals and can do a lot of things so if it was a fun day like it was a set where it's like hey this is enjoyable i have good damage good abilities yeah, yeah no, it was fun yeah those, it was definitely fun all of that good damage and good abilities um go right through thanos's um impervious <laughs> in, in, in yeah um, and it's, it's 20 might as well have to been be a... fair you to be fair you made your team first I know I was I mean <laughs> I, you... Dan, up and Dan is like do I have to be the one that plays and he's like, do I, I guess I have to play him and he was like I'm playing Thanos and we're like okay then yeah. we'll build our teams now so <laughs> yeah I mean it's fine I mean I accepted my fate um but uh I I definitely had to uh um Destiny comes yeah. all the time. That's right. So um, okay, we can get back to the questions. Yeah, yeah, questions. yeah you're fine. It's all good. So McConnell, uh, there was a big silver, I, silver format. Um, I, Alex, I know you and I specifically want to go over that. I know Tyler's interested in going over that too. Um, but yeah, yeah, that'll be a separate, separate discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, on a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, so McConnell, we're going to record another episode about Rock Cup and stuff. So um, and there's there's still a lot still up in the air with silver that they're still debating about so mm -hmm. yeah so no need to talk about it today sorry yeah. not not today well we will talk about it though um so um uh anthony um he had a very good question here what what's one thing you want to see improved upon next year Ooh. So I one thing I will say, we haven't really mentioned it yet. Uh, the judging for event was fantastic. Uh, it was yes. PJ, yeah. Kenny Pena, and Lucas Tom Van Hollen. They did a fantastic job. The rounds were going quick in between rounds, I mean. It worked incredibly well. So they definitely deserve all the praise that they should get because it was... I don't think there was really any major issues. They were very... You know, very obvious of here's how it's going to go. We're not going to allow you to take time with judge rulings. You know, we're going to come say it and we'll talk about it afterwards. You know, they had the one issue with my matchup where he had an illegal build. They fixed it immediately, got the guy a map afterwards. Um, like, it was great. It was ran very, very well. David did a great, David Newmark did a great job with the whole thing. Um, fan, fantastic event. I enjoyed, um, the um, tables being marked, like with the number, like the the numbers on the tables, so it wasn't like you were trying to like guess, like okay, is this so? This is twenty one, twenty two. Like you were, it was like everything was labeled, yeah. so like you knew where your table was. So there was no like that because I mean, when we're like in some other events, it's like you're trying to like count tables, and you got everybody holding their clicks, and everybody's like. I'm looking for tables, you know, 24. So, and like, I'm, at, I'm table 22. And so, so and, and real, like, real how quick. How they rush us, yeah. So real quick, this is a this is a question of what's one thing you, this is not a question of what ran really well, is what is what do you want to see improved upon next year? I honestly can't think of a thing that jumps out at me that needs super improvement. No. For, we're talking specifically for champion clicks. Yeah, right? for champion clicks. That's correct. Oh, I'm saying improve like 
like for events like let's improve let's do like what they did like lumbering the tables like they did for right. the championship like clicks like gotcha I mean, we've all been to those bigger events and it's it's kind of chaotic trying to find your table i mean one very clear thing that a lot of people have talked about with every other is like the resort was great but as far as food goes it was incredibly expensive we ended up having for was it modern or 3v3s that we all chipped in to order a bunch of pizzas because that, yeah, that was way yeah. cheaper than going down to the starbucks and paying 15 bucks for a sandwich granted the food was fine at starbucks but it, it was a lot yeah. more expensive like i think it, two nights we ended up just door dashing food yeah yeah. So that's a yeah. that's a that's a thing that could improve. But I know David's already looking into maybe different locations. Yeah. For next year, because there were some complaints. The resort was amazing, but th the point I brought up was, you know, if you're not coming to make it a destination, like me, I was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, left Monday. I was there to play, so I was just in the ballroom, like most of the time. I got out for look around the resort maybe Saturday night, but. I didn't get to enjoy the, the resort as much as I would because I was there to play Hero Clicks. And I feel like that's what a majority of people are there for is to play. And then if they could, like you guys did, were able to add on something at the beginning or at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, for me, it was like, I, I feel like a part of the resort was a little wasted because I'm curious how many people that went actually got to enjoy a majority of it and how much of it was oh i'm playing friday saturday sunday going home i don't have that much time you're in the ballroom for 12 hours you get a small break for lunch yeah, yeah. so maybe maybe the one thing that could be is like maybe a lower quality slightly lower quality hotel for maybe a more reasonable price coming I mean, the price we paid wasn't unreasonable um but when you have a lot of your players that are coming, like Alex said, just for that weekend that aren't really taking full advantage of all the amenities, maybe something that's a, a little lower on the price point. Right. Mm -hmm. I do I do like, though, piggybacking to say, you know, here's something that was bad, but I also like to say something that was good. One thing that they need to consider for next year, and anybody running an event, is like, don't just stake out where the ballroom is. Stake out where the bathrooms are. Champion, yeah. the one at the Champion Clicks, it was. I, I love those bathrooms. <laughs> those, yeah, those bathrooms, bathrooms were great. Like, there were little, like, private, cu like, cubby rooms, like, you get at a truck stop, and it was just downstairs, so you could just run real quick. Well, the was issue nice was that is that it was downstairs. I think he's, you know, he's going to make sure that the bathrooms are uh, on the same level. On the same well, there were ballrooms yeah. downstairs, too. I right. Think, right. Yeah. Now, yeah. Like, That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think it's also nice to not have that. Like, I liked going down the steps because it was quiet, except for the music. Like, so you got to kind of desensitize a bit and go downstairs. Like, after a bad match or, like, a very close one, you could go use the restroom, kind of, there's not a ton of people around, sit down and just breathe before running back upstairs and going into the next round. It's nice having that luxury. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I already told David my one thing I want to be improved. Um, it, it was a food-related thing. Uh, the salad that we had at dinner was really weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's you're it. Talking, now, you're talking about specifically the special dinner 
that had the banquet, the, the banquet. banquet dinner. Yeah, the banquet dinner. Yep, yeah. exactly. The salad was very weird. Um, I would. Not... Hey, I found out that I like fennel. Yes, we had to guess <laughs> a lot of that. We did not know what this thing was on the plate. We're like, what is this? And I was like, it's really, really good. And then we actually stopped one of the workers. We're like, what is this? And she's like, it's fennel. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the. Awesome. It's not that web salad from from Indianapolis, though, Dan. No, hey. it was not. It was not. But uh, the food was very delicious. It was just. Yes. Uh, it was a very weird salad. Um, that's it. And and huge huge good. props to to that banquet and the entire weekend, all of the auctions that were going on for the amount of money that the event raised for Huntington. Yeah, they raised like forty three hundred dollars. Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, we left. Uh, when they were starting the auction for the seats for the trucking clicks. <laughs> and I mean, like, they were like, all of a sudden we like looked and like, there were seats going for like $400, $500. We're like, the seats for Lucas's what? Battle Royale went for more than the ones for Scott Porter's. That is insane. Like, we like, I was like, there's just no way. No yeah. Way. I, th- I think the, I think the entertainment, the the trivia was okay. Like it was, it was fun with Scott there and the jiving back and forth. I think, um, I think the drunken clicks thing was fine. The the pie thing was neat. I, I feel like I wish the tables were different. Like I wish they were round tables because it it was really just us, the people you, that have their back to the what's going on. Yeah, it was really just me, Dan. And Sam, and then we were with Tony Bruno's group, and it was just like us six. Like that's all we could really mm-hmm. converse with yeah. because we were on our. If they were like bigger round tables where you could kind of converse a little bit more, that's such a minor thing, right? But it's something I, I, I'm taking away from the dinner was fine. I enjoyed the food. The entertainment was pretty good. Um, I just wish there was, you know, I could talk to more people or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, Patrick Booth, um, uh, David Newmark has a joke about his head judging staff. Um, we, that was all funny. Uh, Patrick Booth says, I'd like to know your top five things you do to get ready for high level competition. Um, and then I answered his question about going to the West Coast. Um, I have a good answer. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Nothing. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't do anything special. I mean, you practice your team. Um, uh, <laughs> well, is he is he talking more like the morning of or? Well, so I mean, I'll, I'll share mine. I mean, Patrick, I talk about this on several episodes throughout this past year. Um, uh, for me, physical fitness has been a big thing uh, since about the past two years in particular. Um, so just knowing your body, knowing how it um, how it operates, right? Hydration is key. Um, that's the big one yeah yeah i think i've drank you know a, a gallon of water every day minimum uh when at an event um knowing where your food's coming from uh properly um uh properly uh feeding your body right knowing when you're going to need to eat um that sort of thing um and maybe an unpopular opinion for a lot of folks is i do not drink uh, the night before a big competition um that's a big one for me um, uh, to piggyback off that, also know where your drink is coming from. Like, if you're going from Florida, don't drink the water. 
<laughs> yeah, so the uh, the tap water in Florida had a very unique taste to it. Um, it sure did. But uh, it was fine. I thought it was totally fine. It was fine. Mm. It was healthy, right? I didn't get sick drinking it or anything. Um, so if I don't get sick drinking it, then everybody else in the world is fine. It just doesn't um, go down smooth like water should. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel refreshed when I had a cup of the water from the supposedly filtered water. Um, I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess I'm gonna go get bottled water." Right. I drank right. the tap water. It was fine. It just mm-hmm. is a very unique taste. But uh, yeah. that, I don't. I, I guess. I guess one thing I do is I always want Coke Zero. Like that's my thing. Like, I mean, I love Coke Zero. Period. Like I think when I was thinking about this today, I was like thinking about back all the big competition I play, and I'm like, I always drink a Coke Zero before I play. Like I always make sure I go get a Coke Zero mm-hmm. of some sort. So I guess that's the one weird thing I do before a big competition. So yeah, one one thing that I'm starting to to kind of learn about, at least like my body now that I'm in my 30s and doing competitive events is. Know if you're gonna drink like an energy drink before an event, know where your crash is gonna go. Cause you can say you don't get crash. Most of the time you probably will. You might not feel a real crash, but at least for me, like my my mental I start to get less sharp. Um, and that's kind of when I feel it. So be careful with that and drink as much water as possible. Yeah, I would say the one thing for me, um, uh, that's been this past six months or so is I've given up um, diet sodas. Um, I stopped drinking diet sodas and um, I, I cut down my amount of caffeine by a lot. Um, so that when I go to an event, um, the caffeine I do take in, like I don't drink energy drinks, but if I drink a second or even third cup of coffee, right it is more effective uh, because I cut down my caffeine intake weeks and months before that. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. so, so Patrick... another thing that I do, like, another thing I do also, like, when it comes to preparation is, like, I tend to go through the sets and I'll read through a lot of the chases and primes and stuff just to see like their traits, just to make sure I'm good to go. Like if I know they're just like top tier stuff, I'll go back and read cards. You know, like I went back and read like Genesis and APOC and stuff. So I was like, all right, I kind of know the gyps of how they work. Cause I knew I was probably going to see them. So. And I know it's harder to do at these type of events cause it's a big resort and whatnot. But if you're going and you're very pumped about one event, which in this, this case there's multiple to be excited for. Like it's it's not bad to get some sleep, like to go yeah, to bed yeah. at a reasonable hour and be like, okay, uh, you know, we got to play tomorrow because we had an early time for modern, so it was yeah. like, hey, we're gonna have to wake up at like six thirty or seven to get breakfast and and everything. So going to bed at like one is gonna be a nightmare. You're just not gonna be in the right sense. So just get some sleep and you can party after not that big of a deal like just which i liked i really did like starting earlier yeah like i did i know i I don't know i know people are like well men didn't get to sleep in like 
I like starting. I think we started gameplay at nine o'clock, correct? Yeah, yeah. So like that extra hour made such a big difference in just how like the break for lunch was and stuff. Like you weren't playing until you know three or four o'clock, then there was a break. It was like, hey, we got done around one two, and that made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm all for that too. Like. If we could start earlier, that'd be great. I don't know. It's like everybody's like, "We're gonna travel in." Like, well, if you know it starts early, come the night before. Like, yep. Yeah. Sleep is really my important. Preference. Um. All right. Any other note on that one? Nah, I think that that covers it. As we know that you stare yourself in the mirror every time for high level competition. And talk to yourself. I mean, I I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, "You are a world champion. You are a world Let's champion. Let's go play this shitty figure. Whoop, and you're about to whoop some ass with Emperor Vulcan. Let's go play this crappy <laughs> figure. That is relevant. That's what you say. That's what you say. Nope. <laughs> um. So, uh, Brad Borles, we did miss you uh, very much, Brad. So, uh, and you know, we've got some other things to talk about the Silver Age stuff and whatnot. So, uh, and Brad Pass tournaments are going to start back up this, again. That is true, too. Um, all right. Uh, final thoughts as I'm already excited for next year. This is turning into the Trivia Clicks is turning into one of my favorite events for the year. Uh, this was my second year going, it's been a blast both times, and it really gives me a nice vacation in the beginning of the year hopefully it'll be in january again um so i'm excited for next year and if you haven't been to one try to make a point to get out to it mm -hmm. final thoughts sam um can i just say ditto to as because sure. it was one of the best it was one of the best um tournaments that i've been to pretty much all year and I didn't go to very many. <laughs> so, um, but comparing, like, Worlds to the Championship Clicks was amazing. Yeah. And it was well ran, and I look forward to the possibility of going next year. So. Uh, final thoughts, Alex? Michael. Yep. Um, taking a different approach to final thoughts, um, as opposed to Worlds, I feel like the meta feels like a pretty good spot. I didn't feel gross when I played Modern like I did at Worlds. I felt a little gross. So it's I'm eager to see how Batman goes and how Modern settles after this set and the next set. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Thanks for listening to Clickstaff today. I appreciated uh, listening and uh, meeting up with everybody in Florida, hanging out, having a good time. Looking forward to the uh, next event that we all get to hang out at. Looks like that's going to be Rock Cup in May. Um, and uh, thanks for listening to Clicks Off today. We'll talk to you all next time.